right. You're listening to one of the three Hogsmen. Big Duke couldn't make it this week. Said maybe next week. And Devin? Vanished off the face of the earth. He's not here. Who knows where he's at? I have an idea where he's at. Actually, I was texting with him last night. But uh, you're listening to the Hogsman Podcast. Maybe he's a time variant now. He's a time variant, maybe. And it is uh, Wednesday. It's June 23rd. And uh, what's going on, NPA, not producer Adam? What's happening? Nothing. We both had a wrestling weekend this weekend. We did. Something happened to your eye, it looks like. Yeah, I caught something. Uh, what is that? My Is my right eye? That it, yeah. I, I have no idea where it came from. So I was uh, wrestling for Canna Pro on Saturday, and we were at the Ember Dispensary in La Mesa, E-M-B-R, Ember, I'm guessing that's what it was. And uh, good show, man. Cool venue. They had us like basically uh, set up like in their warehouse area, like in the back. You're probably thankful you weren't. It wasn't an outside show because it was hot on Saturday. Yeah, but it was a nighttime show, so oh, it, it wasn't okay. like that bad. But um, yeah, it was a cool show, man. Uh, good crowd there. Good crowd showed up. It was fun, man. Godfather was there. Uh, I said hi to him. I uh, didn't really say anything much more. He was kind of getting hounded left and right, you know, so I didn't want to be one of those people to be like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, you just uh, get forgotten in the sea of people. Yeah, you know, I walked up and I said, hey, man, how you doing? And then, uh, you know, introduced myself and, and that was about it. I saw pictures, like, you know, uh, circling around, like uh, Hebon, um, he released some pictures from the event. It looks like he was, like, th- holding court on a bunch of the students. I don't know when that happened uh interesting to say, hear what he he was uh talking about but uh yeah man it was a good show i wrestled uh i was in a triple threat i faced off against uh charming uh biagio crescenzo and uh cameron gates nice little match yeah not too long uh we had about 12 minutes benny was like hey try to make it 10 because we were kind of already running a little long so i was like no problem and uh yeah, I mean, ten minutes when you have three people involved, it's a pretty easy match. Yeah, to put together, you know, like unless somebody wants to be like selfish and be like, "No, I got to get this in. I got to get this in. I got to get." It. It's like, no, man. There's three of us. We have ten minutes. Pick some stuff that you want to do, and you know, let everybody else get something else in. Yeah, and let's go. You know, you especially add to the fact that the Godfather was there, so you know, you run into that sometimes where people are like, 10 minutes, I got to get everything." And so get the Godfather can see it all. Yeah, and it's like, listen, man, Godfather's awesome. He's a cool dude, but I don't think he's gonna get you signed. I don't, don't think I don't think he's like really in the wrestling. Like he's he's not like scouting for anybody. I don't think he's gonna text the Undertaker as the match is going on and let him know, "Hey, you got to tell Vince about this uh, about this guy, about this Mike Camden kid." Yeah, but yeah, it was a good event, good show. No complaints here. They That's were good. very the Ember uh, Ember Dispensary is very nice to us, and I uh, appreciate it. How how'd you go? You were up at West Coast Wrestling, Wrestling Company, Company yeah. in Hemet. Hemet. It was very hot. So uh, the locker room we ended up having was not really big enough for everyone. So a lot of us <laughs> just had to hang out outside. Yep, that's a normal. No, no, no fans were over the by there, but no, it went really good. Um, other than the heat, uh, the venue was really cool. Um. The, the stuff we did, we just, me and uh, Danny, Rick Ellis, and Eric Cross, who are a group up there. I don't know if you've ever met Eric Cross, but. 
No, he was around when I first got into the business, yeah. and then it seems like the past couple of years he's taken off. But I, I don't think I've ever crossed paths with him. Ah, I see what you did there. Ah, did you see that? Uh, yeah, no. So we're 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 a group up there. Um, we just kind of started the last show, so we just kind of acted like idiots and just did our goofy dumb shit. And by the end of the night, uh, Rick Ellis was the champion. Cool. And, so uh, Gatson uh, was really happy with the match. He said that he uh, Rick exceeded his expectations. For the fact he hasn't been in the ring in a while, no. hadn't even been able to get in the ring to train for this match. He was kind of going to like the apex gyms to just do rolls and stuff on mats, just to kind of get the mechanical stuff out of the way. But match was really good. It was really simple. Gatson, you know, is the man. He made it as simple as possible for someone who hadn't been in the ring in a long time. You know, he's probably a little mad at me because I hit him with the belt, and oh, that's yeah. how he lost. You know. Uh, so he might be looking for revenge on me someday. Yeah. Um, but no, it was good. You know, I saw a lot of people I haven't seen in a while. Uh, Andy uh, from Anchors Away. He was oh, up yeah. there. Always a good time to see him. He's funny. One of my trainers. Yep. Um, but overall, the show was good. It was really quick. Like, we did our first segment, which started off the show, and then a match. And then, like, maybe 30, 40 minutes later, Nestor walked by me to go out for his match. And I was like... Guys, I think they're the semi-main. I think we're up next. So I think the show all in all was like an hour and like 30 minutes. That's I, I wouldn't complain about I, that. I didn't, didn't complain about it all. It was I awesome. Um, the best part was uh, Ellis's wife and kids showed up without telling him. Oh, yeah? So it was kind of a nice surprise because they've never seen him wrestle. So Oh, really? Yeah, so that was cool. Um, no, it was a lot of fun. Probably the most fun I've had at a wrestling show and that I was involved in, in like forever. Cool. So Yeah, I like when um, shows keep it around the two hour mark yeah you know it's like going to a movie you know you don't want to go to a movie that's three hours long unless it's a really really unless good it's movie. avengers endgame yeah like, you're like all right it's really really good but you know i, I think like two hours is a good it's it's, yeah. it's a good time frame for a wrestling show you know it's not too long it's not too short i think it's a good amount of time apparently we had a strict time limit on the venue and that's kind of what we had to keep it quick mm -hmm. like they wanted us done and all the stuff out by eight and like the show started at six, so it was, it was it was very quick. But like I don't think anyone pretty much everyone stuck to their times, and nobody really went above and beyond. I mean we we took a lot longer to celebrate the title win than he were, were originally asked, but <laughs> it kind of worked out because you know heels shouldn't just bail out with the title; they should celebrate like idiots for yeah. three minutes and rub piss, it, piss rub off the, the crowd. Face. The crowd was great too. The crowd, uh, a couple people said that they weren't sure that we were gonna be that much that hated by the end of the show and. Literally in like two hours, the crowd was just, they hated us by the end of it. So nice. that's good. That's, that's all, all that want. matters. Like it doesn't like the, the match is good. That's great. But if the crowd is into it, that's really all that matters. Yeah. You know, if the crowd is, is, is just biting on everything you're doing, you know, even if the match isn't like a five star, six star match, whatever the fuck that is, you know, as long as the crowd is just reacting to what you're doing, mm -hmm. that's all you're looking for, man. Yeah. That's all you're looking for. That's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, I like D Jeff Dino at SoCal Pro was always really good at keeping the shows really tight. Yeah. You know, like we would start at seven o'clock and be done by nine o'clock. And, you know, sometimes you'd go over, you know, 915 or something like that. But in general, it was always a pretty tight, you know, show. Like, it, you know, yeah. it, 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 it ran on schedule, I guess you could say. I think most people saw PWG would always start super late, and they're like, "Well, PWG does it. Why can't we do it?" I'm like, yeah. well, "That's because people are knowing going to that show. We're going to be here till like one or two in the morning." Yeah, like there's times when I've been at those shows where it's like, "Oh, it's two a.m. and the main event's going out now," 
And I'm like, we're not getting home until five. No, thank like, you, man. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, sometimes with some of these shows, man, it's like 1130 and the main event's going on. And it's like that crowd is tired. Yep. The show started at eight, yep. you know, or, or seven o'clock. And it's like the crowd is just exhausted, man. And I, I would feel bad for the main event, the guys that had main, main event slot, because it's like, what are you going to do? What yeah. do you need to do to get this crowd back on their feet? Like, they're exhausted, man. There's probably not much you can do at that point. They're just no. ready to go. They're like, cool, let's get this over with. This is the last thing we're going to see. Once yeah. it's over, we'll leave, and that's it. It's weird because, like, back in the day, like, that's what everybody wanted to be, right? It was, like, the main eventer. Yep. And I understand it. You know, back in the day, the main event got more money. You know, they got paid more, whereas we don't. No. Um. But now I look at it, and, you know, I go, I don't want to be the main event. You know, give me that open. Give me the give me the first first match. First match is great. You know why? Fresh crowd. Yep. They they they, they pop for a, bo- a body slam. Especially now, they're like ready to see wrestling because they haven't yeah. seen it in so long. So yeah. like, cool, let's go. So it's like you can go and get your, uh, you know, do your match, and uh, you got a hot crowd because you're the first first match on. You can you know I you know this is the problem. The first match, they don't know how to kind of, a lot of people don't know how to, you know, hold back. I guess, you know, like, yeah, you have all these abilities I, I, to do cool stuff. Yeah. And that's great, man. But the thing is, you're the first match. You're, you know, you're, if we were at dinner, you're the salad. Yep. You know, so give them a little bit of something to start, get the match, you know, get the night started. Don't go overboard because remember, there's six, seven matches, eight matches after you. And they need these little tricks of the trade yep. to keep this crowd invested. But if you go out there and you just start pulling off every trick of the trade on the first match, well, then you fucked everybody else in the back. And I've seen it happen. Yeah, I've seen it happen before. And it's, it's a nightmare to watch. And it's frustrating to watch promoters just be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're good wrestlers, huh? And it's like, yeah, yeah, they are. But they're the first match. Yeah. You think you should be letting them do all this shit? You think you should be giving them 15 minutes on the first match? No. You know, like, come on, let's fucking let's 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 be real here, man. This should be an eight minute match, faces up, and no real, you know, craziness to it. Just a straight up match. But uh some people they 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 don't they can't comprehend that. Some promoters can't, they don't have the nutsack to be like, hey guys, you gotta hold back. Yeah. You know, hold back. I've literally sat and talked to promoters and, you know, and the money people for a lot of these, these, these companies. And I'm like, listen, man, you guys, if you let the boys walk all over you, they will. Yeah. Of course. They will. Yeah. You know, do whatever they want. There's nothing wrong with you telling, giving guys limitations, restrictions, you know, before the match or before the show. All right. First match, so-and-so, do me a favor, guys. Keep it in the ring. Keep it under eight minutes. No dives. Uh, no false finishes. You know, whatever. Yeah. How hard is that to, to, to do? It's not hard. And, and you know, the problem is, because a lot of these promoters, they don't want to be they don't want to be the dick. Yeah. They want to be cool with the boys, right? They want to be cool with the boys. And it's like, hey, man, you're paying them. Yeah, exactly. Technically, they work for you yeah. tonight. So here's an idea. Pay them well. Yeah. Say, hey guys, here's what I need out of this match. Here's the restrictions. Here's you know what I I don't need you guys doing. And if they break that, hey guys, here's your pay, but I'll never bring you back again. And they'll be cool with you if you pay them. Exactly. They don't need you. You don't need to be their friend. 
Exactly. It's kind of like parenting children. You don't. You're not your kid's friend. You're just like there to push them along and make the right decisions. Yeah. Like that's yeah. pretty much being a wrestling promoter can be. I think that's one of the biggest things, man. Is like promoters do your job. Yeah. Or the if you have if promoters, if you have a, a guy who's booking for you, bookers do your job. Yep. Walk around to the show or to the matches and be like, hey guys, here's what I I I don't want you guys to do in this yep. match because later down the road in the in the show. The main event's going to do this. The semi-main's going to do this. You know, and, and, and they need that. The first match doesn't need it. The yeah. second match don't need it. Anyways, that's just, what I, that's just me uh, going off. No, it's a good point. I mean, at the end of the day, like, everyone thinks they need to do a million moves, but yet in the last couple of years, a guy who literally just puts his hand in his pocket's got more over than anyone. That's all he does. I know. And you're like, okay, well, you don't need to do all this stuff if you can just find the thing that gets you over yep yeah because everyone's doing the same shit wrestling like move wise and stuff Basically. like that so it's like Basically. come up with something that's unique to you yeah yeah man anyways uh local news i don't know if you heard about this terrible news sad news uh there's a wrestler named amazing jr oh yeah i did see i saw you talking about it he uh he broke his neck um at a show this past weekend, I think somewhere down in like, uh, like the El Centro area. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. Um, but anyways, I've never wrestled amazing junior. I've been on the same shows as him before. Uh, very good wrestler, Mm -hmm. very athletic. And I don't know what happened. I haven't, I haven't seen any video. I haven't heard about, you know, what, like what the move was, but, uh, apparently he landed on his head and uh and he, from what i heard he broke two vertebrae okay but it sounds like he is walking okay like he, he was able to walk yeah. out like get out of the ring himself just scary man it's scary dude and you know as much as um a lot of the old timers talk about hey guys you gotta you gotta be careful you know you're too dangerous you know all that kind of stuff and a lot of people will be like oh you know shut up geezer you're you know it's 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 stuff like this yeah it doesn't happen all the time but when it does happen it's 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 crazy right it's gnarly it's this is what you don't want to happen so yeah hearing that that sucks man and if someone has the footage please don't ever release it i don't there's so much of that stuff i just don't need to see yeah like there's the the thing a couple years ago with the guy who died in the ring i'm like i don't need to see that Uh, i didn't need to see the paraguayo yeah, I didn't, yeah. Need to, I didn't need to see that footage. I don't need to, like, you can tell me what happened, but it just, it just looks so tacky to put that out there. Um, it's especially when you know what happens to the person after, you know. Yeah, I also look at it as, I mean, with with Pero Aguayo, yeah, which was insane because there's nothing really that happened. Completely freak accident. Something that you know would um, never happen in a million other times that that would have happened. Yeah, it's it's it, it, if you watch that video, you literally wouldn't even know anything wrong happened. Nope. Um, same with uh, was it Silver Fox? I'm not sure. He passed away, I think, like a year ago or something like that. Okay. He uh, he, I think he was wrestling Hoobie. Oh, no, and I, heard about I think that. He, he like suffered like like a heart attack or something like that in yeah. the ring, where like it, it was nothing visually. You didn't see anything, in, you know, go wrong. Mm-hmm but something did. Yeah. 
And actually, this just happened in soccer, right? Some guy uh, had like a heart attack. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly what happened. They, and to their credit, they never showed anything of what happened to him. Uh -huh. All I saw was the players basically built, making a wall around him and the paramedics. Yeah. So like, I don't, I didn't hear anything about it since. So I guess the guy's still alive, thankfully. But yeah, yeah. It sounds like they were uh, fast acting. Yeah. Like one of the referees immediately started like a like doing cpr yeah. and, and and all that kind of and that's the thing that's scary about with pro wrestling is we have to act hurt we have to act hurt right it's called selling and you know so a lot of times you can be legitimately hurt and people just think like oh he's just he's faking it yeah so that that's that's a problem right and um you know sometimes the referee sometimes the other wrestler sometimes the boys in the back they get they get tricked also they don't they don't know if you're really hurt or if you're not um actually just in training uh a few weeks back uh one of the one of the guys uh they were just doing like a little spot or something and i think uh through a clothesline and he po he popped his shoulder out Jeez. um and he fell and first i was like yo for, that, that was a great sell because like he was trying to act like his arm was hurt from giving the clothesline yeah and then like a few seconds go by and we're like, are you hurt? You know, like, is this real? And he's like, yeah, it's real. It's real. And, I, and we're like, oh shit. You know, but you know, and he was able to pop it back in. Yeah. But you know, we fall for it. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, they're just selling, but then you have to go, oh wait, are, is this real? Is this legit? Yeah. So, it, and, and that to me, is it makes what we do a little bit more dangerous, right? Because you can be legitimately hurt and people are thinking you're faking it. Yeah, you're selling, and, right? And every show, you necessarily don't have someone that's kind of knows what's what first the, aid. Uh, first, first aid knows how to fix it. Like, yeah, there's no, there's like, you know, there's a couple weeks ago there was a the Davy Richards was at a show and like a fan passed out, uh -huh. and luckily he's a paramedic, trained uh -huh. paramedic, so he was able to help the guy and whatnot. So it's good to have people like that on shows yeah. that help out and stuff. But I know Level Up has the same thing. They have someone who's uh, right. Well, Amy is is a is yeah. a nurse. So if yeah. something happens, she would at least know what to do. Like, so that's always good to have. But not every show is going to have that. No. So every no. show you could be like, I think I broke something, but I have no idea. So then you have to go to the hospital and figure all that out. And it's you know. Yeah, I really um, I'm a big proponent of uh, referees checking on the boys while they're wrestling. Yeah. Um, you know, just coming up and being like, "You okay? Are you okay?" You know, yeah. like after every slam after every big move just go hey you okay all right yeah cool because i i appreciate that yeah you know nothing worse than like a referee that is basically non-existent standing in the corner doing nothing yeah, yeah. exactly i always want the ref. you know I, I like the idea of the ref coming over and checking out uh the wrestlers and, and it just makes you a little bit more uh yeah it feels a little bit more safe because they're checking on us constantly yeah. and if you if you keep doing that they get more used to how you respond mm -hmm. and the second they know that like hey wait this isn't normal yeah then they can tell something's off you know because who knows man who knows but yeah man um i hope everything's okay with amazing junior i hope everything works out i'm glad to hear that he was moving yeah uh, and, and he was able to you know walk out on his own that shit's fucking scary. Yeah, you hear man. broken neck. You don't know. Is, does that mean like just broken neck or you know, yeah. just, not just broken neck? That's a build, obviously a big deal, but like there's levels to it. You know, there's the level when Austin broke his neck and yep. he was half, he's paralyzed. It was never the same. Yeah. And then there's, you know, broken necks. 
draws and there's Kurt Angle broken neck that kind of stuff like it's all over the place with long term effects that it can have but yeah. yeah if he's walking that's all that matters you know yeah like it, it's so relevant if he ever wrestles again at this point it's kind of like if you can walk again great yeah man wrestling is it's irrelevant you know like yeah. who cares like the more important thing is how are you gonna live the rest of your life yes you know the quality of life you're gonna have and that's the thing man sometimes like i said i don't know exactly what happened mm -hmm. i don't know what move they were trying to perform or anything like that but um you get sometimes you just gotta gotta hold back yeah and be like, wait a minute, is there something else we can do here that has the same reward, if not more, and the risk factor is a lot less? Like uh, when we were going over the match this past weekend, uh, Biagio, Cam, and myself, um, I brought up a certain move. I brought up uh, the Doomsday device, right? Which I feel is, it can be done safely. Um, and... You know, it is a, it's a big, you know, it's a big move. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember what either Cam or, uh, or Biagio thought about modifying it a little bit, you know, modifying it more into uh, uh, a flatliner. The guy jumping off the rope would give a flatliner. And I was like, uh, no, we're not doing that. Like, if we had time to, like, let's say we, uh, we, we all train together, right? And we had practiced this move on like a crash uh, yeah. crash mat and all that kind of stuff. Then, okay, cool. You know, we've done this plenty of times in training and we've pulled it off successfully, you know, safely. Cool, let's do that. But the thing is, you know, all three of us, we don't train together. And this move, there's a lot of risk. You yeah. know, flatliners in general scare me for some reason. I don't know. Like, I don't like face bumps. I'll take them, but they always kind of give me the heebie-jeebies. Because you're the hog man. Sure. So you don't want to take that front that front bump. Exactly. And, um, you know, so we were talking about it, and then eventually I was just I told the guys, I'm like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing this move because, one, it just sounds too dangerous. And actually, in the move, I'm the safest out of all of them. But the thing is, I told them, I'm like, we're not doing it. You know, we're not doing it. And that's the thing, like, I'm 38, right? I'm a lot older. I think Biagio has at the oldest is probably what 23, 24. Same with Cam. I'm guessing they're young 20s. You know, they're all full of piss and vinegar. Yeah. And um, you know, if it was somebody else around that same age, they might have still pulled that. They might have gone for that move and tried pulling it off. But because it was me, I was like, "We're putting the kibosh on this. We're not doing this, guys. I'm telling you right now, we're not doing it." And they were like, "Yeah, okay, well, we agree." And, and I appreciate that. Yeah. If one person doesn't feel comfortable doing, uh, if one person doesn't feel comfortable performing a maneuver, a sequence of events, a spot, whatever, respect that. Yeah, respect that. Don't push it. Don't push it, man. Just uh, you know, there's there's another way. There's another way. There's a million moves in wrestling. There's a million moves. You can do something else. Do something else, man. But what else is going on in the uh, the wrestling world? Is anything really going on? Didn't they have like a pay-per-view this weekend? Uh, Yes. They had Hell in a Cell yesterday. How'd that go? Did you watch any of it? Did you hear anything from nope. it? Uh, Drew McIntyre lost to Bobby Lashley. Man, we're one hell of a wrestling podcast. No, but uh, I think the... I think they're at the point now where the, their crowds are going to be there for the next pay-per-view. So it's kind of like 
you can watch us if you want, but we're not really putting much effort into it. Really? I mean, that's kind of just how it feels when I look at stuff. Like, instead of doing the Roman Ray match at the pay-per-view, they're like, let's just do it on SmackDown. So last week on SmackDown, they just had a Hell in a Cell match. Oh. And it's like, oh, I guess you can do that when you don't have crowds because you're not stealing a match from a pay-per-view crowd or anything like that. But nah, that's true. That's you know, true. Roman had a great line when he said, Happy Father's Day to Ray after he beat him. Oh. I wish I could have stolen that, you know? Yeah. It's a great line. <laughs> Actually, uh, Dom showed up to the show on Saturday for, uh, for a little bit. In a full sling, I hope. Body cast. Oh, yeah. What happened to him? He got powerbombed oh, out of the ring. When he got chucked out of the yeah. ring? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I saw him. He stuck around for a little while. And... Uh, and then he, he had to bail out for my match, of course, but it's okay. He's he not going to learn anything if he doesn't get to see you work. I know. He had a uh, valid reason. He had a valid reason to leave. I pre- So I, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. But yeah, man, what else is new? What else is going on? There's not much. Like Wrestling-wise, it's been very quiet. I think it feels like everything is just kind of ramping up to like this next month or everything's going to start to be in front of crowds again, like I know. Ring of Honor's coming back in front of crowds. I know WWE's going to be back in front of crowds. and Yeah. You know, some, SummerSlam is coming up, and it seems like they're going to load up that card and try to make it b- bigger than WrestleMania, they say. Oh, really? That's what they're saying. Because, it, it, I mean, it is legitimately like going to be their first big stadium show with a full crowd. Oh, that's Whereas kind of like last year they had WrestleMania, but then they went right back to the Thunderdome yeah. with no people. Yeah. So, like, I guess this is kind of like, well, after this, we're, we're – Back to full crowds. I mean, they're going to have crowds back starting in July, but they're right. going to be here in August. So, well, uh, I have a show this Sunday. Okay, and it is for Global Lucha Libre. Global Lucha Libre. You're back to the 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 weekend warrior, huh? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, this uh, show is going to happen uh, up in Escondido. Up in Escondido. And the address is going to be 1891 East East Valley Parkway in Escondido, California. So anyways, I will be uh, wrestling um, Primo Genio Trebeca, also known as Hyde. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, you know, this is his new thing. So this will be the first time I wrestle, uh, wrestle uh, Trebeca. I believe that's... I don't know what Primo Genio means. Eh, one day I'll figure it out. But anyways, um, this is the first time wrestling uh, Trebekah. I've known him for a little while, and he's a good kid. I really like him. He's uh, Santino's trained. So it'll be good, man. It'll be nice to uh, to get in there with him and, and see, what he's, see what he's made of. See what he's made of. Yeah. Give him the old Camden seminar and test him out. Give him the old Camden seminar, test him out. And then uh, actually I think on Saturday I'm going to go to a amateur Muay Thai fight. Um, some kids from my uh, Muay Thai gym are fighting King Tiger Muay Thai. They're actually giving me. Uh, so I I thought it was going to be like they were like, oh yeah, it's going down in uh, like Chula Vista or something like that. So then actually I was there today. I was there at the. Uh, I was there today. I was in for uh, there's like an afternoon class. Yeah. And the trainer he was like, hey, are you gonna uh, go to the show this weekend? I was like, yeah, just tell me where it's at. I'm like it's 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 down in Chula Vista somewhere, right? And he's like, no, actually they 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 moved it to uh, Coronado, and I was like, oh, cool, you know, where's it at in Coronado? And he goes, I think it's the high school. 
So I was like, oh, well, I know exactly where that is because my mom's side of the family grew up on that side or grew up in Coronado. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go check that out for a few hours and, and root, root for uh, some of uh, the guys that I train with. That's a long day of driving for you. Saturday? Yeah, didn't you say the show's on Saturday, the wrestling show? No, Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Yeah, rest, okay. going to watch Muay Thai on Saturday, wrestling on Sunday. But I thought that was pretty interesting, uh, Coronado. Did you hear about the uh, controversy with them this past uh, few days? I think I saw something, but I don't really know the full story on it. It's like, I, th- I, I, I understand. Like, So what happened was, I guess, they, they Coronado High yeah. played a basketball game against Orange Glen, uh-huh. which is uh, an area up like around Escondido. Okay. And after the game... They, uh, somebody was throwing tortillas. Uh, yeah. Did you I hear about it. all this? I, I saw a little bit of it. And then the next day there were people out, I guess, in front of the high school protesting against the high school or something like that. Yeah. And I really feel like, obviously it's like, not like a good look. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a terrible look on Coronado's part, but I really feel like, listen, are you guys blowing this up a little bit too much? Like it's just kids, but I don't know who, how many kids. Yeah doing stupid shit you know like i I mean i saw it on the front page of yahoo it's all over the news yeah they're like we're investigating this and it's like what's their investigate find the fucking kids that were throwing tortillas and you and you uh you punish them you know that's what you do my wife just got home she's usually not here while we're doing this nope beth do you want to sit in for the 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 podcast all right well then you got to go upstairs then all right, um, but I feel like it was just, it's just blown out of proportion. Yeah, you know where it's like it's all over like the news. The news uh, is Cycle. covering it, and it's not. It's like guys. Come well, they on. need something to cover now. You know, I had like a I was... pipe bomb. I had a pipe bomb go off at my school, <laughs> my first day freshman year, and you never heard about it at all. Yeah, like we didn't even know who did it. We don't even know like what happened to that kid because there was literally like no real information about it. You know, like, listen, these are kids. They did something stupid. They're like 16 years old, 17 years old. You know, you, you, you punish them appropriately. Don't put it all over the goddamn news and put it out there calling it like, you know, labeling them racist and all that kind of stuff. Who knows? Who knows what the, but you, you're going to destroy kids. You know, what you're doing to them for the future yeah. is worse than them just like chucking tortillas, which, you know, it's bad. Yeah. But don't fuck these kids for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I mean, people, I know, people make stupid decisions when they're young. You know, they yeah. they, they do and say stupid shit because they just don't know any better. Yeah. And people can say, well, they should be taught better. I'm like, go back to when you were a kid. Yeah. Did you listen when people told you things? No. And now do you look back at that and go, oh, I should have listened to my parents when they said this or that or this or that. No. Like, kids just don't listen and they're going to act how they're going to act. Like, you know what also bothers me? You know this young lady, Billie Eilish? Yeah. You know, like apparently, like she's got some controversy going on. I haven't heard because she used a um, derogatory term. You know, uh, what is it like a racist term towards Asians? Uh, back in 2011, when she was like 13 years old, 14 years old. Wow! Like, you really gonna you're, you're gonna harp on a kid that did this? What was that? Almost a decade ago, and and when she was 14. Yeah, you you really gonna get on her and 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 punish her now for for what she did back when she was that young? Clint Eastwood literally made a whole movie where he just used 
uh, racial slurs on Asians the whole movie. Grand Torino. And everyone right? saw that movie, and I think he might have won an Oscar for it. Yep. So no one's going back to try to cancel him for that. And though. I get it. And I get it. It's 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 not appropriate. It's no, it's but not. The thing is, remember, it happened ten years ago. And she was like a young teenager when it happened. Yeah. So now you're going to come at her and, and, you know, this is the problem. You ask for change, right? People ask for change. And when then when you get change, you try and go back and punish people for something they did back when they, you yeah. know, were, were years and years and years ago. Maybe they did change. You yeah. asked for change. You got change. You got what you asked for. But then you still want to go dig yeah. for something that somebody did in their past you know, so why would anybody want to change if you're just going to go back and fuck them, you yeah. know, for something they, that they did when they were, when they were younger? Yeah. I like, don't know. Cause like now, now you're going to, I'm sure everyone at some point has said something that like, like I hope no one hears I said that. Yep. Yep. And anyways, Beth, you got any, uh, um, thoughts on the current times and situations that the world's in right now? Social issues. All right, that's my wife. She's um she's not interested in it. No, I think we have a a question, right? We do have a question. I will pull it up right now, and I will find it on Instagram. Um, this is from SoCal Gabe, and he asks: Have any of the Hogsmen, any of the Hogsmen? It's only Mike. Ever wrestled a match that ended in a time limit draw? Our time limit. Oh, let's go. Let's go question by question. Have any of the Hogsmen ever wrestled in a match that ended in a time limit draw? I don't believe I have, and okay. I'm not sure if Duke or Devin have have ever. But yeah, I don't think I've ever done that. Are time limits in pro wrestling an antiquated concept? First of all, Gabe, you're using big words towards me, okay? And I'm gonna take that as offensive, okay? Prince because using you, school word because you're using big words, all right? Uh, what what is it anti what antiquated concept like do you think it's like a idea that's like too just doesn't work anymore like an old timey idea no I like it I have no problem with it yeah. um I mean every sport except for baseball involves time yeah right and name a, name another sport besides baseball that doesn't have time golf golf there's a good one there's a good one uh I guess ra- racing to an extent. It's, 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 I mean, it's, yeah. la- it's laps. I don't know if that's time. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, yeah, you're right. Like, that's the thing with baseball. It's like people always say, well, the game's not ever, never over because it's not like in basketball when you have a 30-point lead, you have 10 minutes to try to overcome that. It's impossible. Yeah. You're down by 10 in a baseball game, but it's the second inning. You could score two runs an inning for the next couple innings yeah. as long as you stop them. Yeah. You'll catch up. But anyway, so you can also, you know, in, in pro wrestling, if you involve time, um, it can also use that as a finish. Yeah. Right. And, it, and it, maybe it'll keep both guys strong. Yep. It'll lead towards another, you know, match. Uh, it can build a feud, all that kind of stuff. It can help the finish. It did it with uh, Omega and Okada a couple years ago. Oh, did they? The first two ended in time limit draws. And okay. The last one, it, I think they just said no time limit draws. And, you know, that, that works, but like people have to, the problem is with wrestling fans, you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. And most aren't. So most aren't going to sit there for an hour and go, oh, I'll watch this match. Yeah, but for yeah. some reason, in, with that those matches, people go back and watch them, and they're both first two are an hour long, the second one's like an hour and a half long or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, every once in a while you can pull that off, but 
I don't think you can do that much these days because people are going to get bored. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think what's like a normal like twenty minute, twenty minute match, right? Yeah, twenty. Quiet. I think a twenty minute match is probably twenty minute time, time draw. Something yeah, like that. I think AEW does thirty minutes, but twenty minutes is good. I think I think twenty minutes is better, which I'm fine with. I mean, if you look at like um, the UFC right now, right? They do three, you know, just a normal match, not a title match or a main event. They do three five minute rounds. All right, cool, man. You know, like let's say like in the second round or even in the third round, something happens last 10 seconds. Somebody's got somebody on the ropes, you know, they're kicking the shit out of them. And then all of a sudden the bell rings, Yeah, you know, match or you know, that either the, the round is over or the fight is over. But hey, man, it added something, right? Fuck! If he just had ten more seconds, he could have finished that dude. Yeah. Um, you know, so it opens up possibilities for pro wrestling if you want to exploit that. It you protects know. guys a lot too. Like in WWE, the problem is people are always winning, and losing, winning, and losing. Yeah. Good time limits. You could have matches where, well, you can go to a time limit here, and nobody has to win. Yeah. And then you can extend stuff rather than just blowing stuff off right away. Well, back in the territory days when Flair was carrying um, the NWA belt. They would use that all the time. Yeah. You know, he'd be going fucking an hour every night. And sometimes, you know, like let's say he's in, um, you know, someplace Carolina, right? Yeah. Or someplace, you know, back in the territories, he, he he's just, he's wrestling their local uh, name, right? Their local face. So what they would do is they would go all the way to the time limit, right? And right before the, the, the time limit, exceeded they would have the face you know kicking the shit out of flair yeah looking like he's about to put him away the fans are going crazy because their guy is yeah. about to become the nwa champion that he's about to beat rick flair and all of a sudden the, the 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 bell rings because the time limit yep and they go oh fuck he almost had him well guess what in four months he's getting a rematch yep so what the fuck do you think's gonna happen you're gonna have these crowd come by hey Last time, so-and-so almost had Flair, man. He had him on the ropes. You know, if 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 he only had five more five more minutes, if he only had one more minute, fuck, you know, the, 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 that builds for the next match. Yep. Right? The fans go, God, he almost had him, man. He almost had him. So the next, the next, the next match they have, they got a sellout crowd again because their hometown boy almost beat the NWA champion. Yep. And it was just, that would, that's what Flair would do. He would walk around or he would, he would fly around wrestling and that would be the finish a lot of times because when he came back, another sellout crowd yeah. because he, Flair almost got beat. Could you imagine that Flair? Like he had to walk around like almost getting his ass kicked constantly, right? But that was the role. Yeah. That's what, that's what he figured out psychology wise is like, that's what will keep these people coming back. Yeah. And think about that for a second with all the people today that are so prideful. Yeah. One of the best of all time literally was like, yeah, I'll get my ass kicked for every place. And yeah. I mean, he never lost. I mean, he lost the title eventually, but he would they, just go to these places and for the most part, get his ass kicked all the time. And they'd, and they'd give that title right back to him after yep. he lost it because they'd be like, oh shit, fucking houses are down. Get flair back. Yep. Yeah. So I have no problem with time limit draws I think they're, I think, or time limits. I think they're awesome. I think yeah. it, it brings something to the uh to the match also so then he asked do you think companies like wwe hurt themselves by not having time limit draws as a means to end a match mm, i don't know if they hurt themselves i mean a lot of those matches are supposed to only really go like eight minutes anyways yeah. uh i think it's always something you can fall back on no matter what yeah 
So I think it's one of those things like if you don't have a clear cut guy you want to win, you can just go to the draw. Yeah. And it makes it much easier. Hey, you two, uh, go out there. You have a t- twenty minute, uh, twenty minute time, and uh, go out there. Go the whole time, and let's just see how this crowd reacts to you guys paired up. Let's see how they go. Let's yep. see how they react. You know, let's see what how let you know. Plan something that looks like it's going to be a finish, but it's not going to be a finish. Yep. Let's see how the crowd reacts. See, you know, see if we have something here. Yeah, it's like the time that Jericho won the title from Triple H and they stripped it from like 30 minutes later. Mm-hmm. The crowd went nuts when Jericho won. And that was Vince's like, oh, I can give Jericho the title someday and I know it'll get over. Yep. So that is the kind of stuff. Well, obviously in the last year and a half, they haven't been able to do that. They've just been kind of just doing whatever. But, you know, when crowds come back, we'll see. Yep. Yep. That was a question. Thanks. Thanks, was, Gabe. Yeah, that was the only question this week. Thanks, Gabe. I don't know if something's up with the instagram but every time i post now i really don't get many people reacting to anything at all that's eh, okay it's no big deal um anyways uh by the way gabe thank you for uh showing up to the shows appreciate it big big supporter of uh the wrestling business oh yeah he definitely is appreciate it and the hogsman especially and the hogsman he even asked where Devin was <sighs> who knows we don't even know the answer to that who question knows? he's texting you but he's in an undisclosed location <laughs> parts unknown He's in parts unknown. All right, man. You want to start wrapping this up? We can. Have you heard anything? Uh, you have any opinions about this baseball scandal going on right now? What's the scandal? With the going pitchers on? and the sticky stuff and all that stuff. Oh, I've seen. Um, yeah, I've seen. So, I, I, so they're just checking to see if they they are uh, they're uh, doctoring the ball up. Yeah. So I guess uh, this has always been a rule, but I guess more recently they've noticed certain things in the way the ball moves that's very suspicious Mm -hmm. so they are cutting basically everything out and seeing what happens and offense has gone up since they took all that stuff out now but they're doing that thing where they're like basically embarrassing the pitchers yeah as they leave where they're like checking their glove and their hat and all this other stuff yeah but like the trevor bauer on the dodgers point out that like the thing he would use is suntan lotion and uh or no it it was sweat and rosin which is the thing that's behind the mound that they, you know, they shake the white stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, are you, or is the MLB going to tell us not to sweat anymore? Or <laughs> cause it's like, yeah, it's like some of this stuff is illegal, obviously because there's like hardcore stuff that, yeah. that they'll put on their hands and it's like, okay. Vagisil. Take that. Vagisil. The umpires watch me. I put a little jalapeno up in my nose, get that thing running. And there you go. That's you the way to do it. It's not on the ball. I ain't got an arm like you. I'll put anything on it. I get, I can find that's a great movie. Major League. Great Major movie. League. You can watch it anytime. It's always it's, it's always, always good. on. It's always it's on. Always it's on. always good. And it'll never get old. Nope. It actually uh so um um Austin Hedges. Yeah. You know, he played for the Padres and, and, and Beth, my wife, knows his wife. And actually we just saw her not too long ago down in Rosarito. And I was talking about how uh, you know, he, he got traded last last season. Two seasons ago, it was either last season or two seasons ago. To the Indians, yeah. And we were talking, and and his wife Maggie, I was talking to her, and uh, I was asking about you know Cleveland and all that kind of stuff. And Austin's a very he's, he's a nice guy. I've I've met him once. He's a cool dude. She's a very nice young lady. And um, you know, I was asking about Cleveland, and she she loves it. I guess the the Indians organizations like really like, yeah. a tight organization. They, they like it a lot. And I told him like that's a an organization, the Indians 
baseball team will always I'll, will always have like a special place in my heart just because of major league you know like you i was rooting for him in those movies yeah you know so when i heard he got he got traded to the indians it's like yeah that sucks that you know you're not gonna be in san diego anymore but still it's the indians yep. you know and, and cleveland's a great um sports town too yeah you know like the midwest hard-working people and they want you know they love their their sports cleveland teams rocks there. what cleveland rocks what's the song Who's the that? Drew Carey show? I have no idea. I never watched the Drew Carey oh. show. Uh, he, he's fantastic on Price is Right, though. Have you uh, seen their uh, the Cleveland Indians closer? He wears number 99. He wears glasses, and he has his hair like Ricky Vaughn. Oh, no shit. And I'm like, all right. I I, I haven't watched any baseball besides uh, the Padres. Yeah, I don't even know what channels they come on when it's not the Padres. Like, yeah. I don't know what... Are the games still on ESPN sometimes? By the way, I brought this up uh, a few weeks ago, how uh, Jeopardy... Ever yeah. since they lost Alex, uh, Alex Trebek, it's kind of like it sucks, right? So Blossom, Maya um, Bialik, what? Maya Bialik is that a real name? Yeah, uh, whatever. Her name's She's Blossom. on Big Bang Theory. Her name, yeah, her name is Blossom. Dog. Right. Anybody my age knows her as Blossom. Okay, but anyway, she's been the host for Jeopardy like the past like uh, I don't know a week or two. She's awesome. Yeah, they should give her the job, and. Turns out she's a fucking genius. Yes, she really is. She's like a neuroscientist yep. or something like that. Someone asked her at a red carpet once for the Big Bang Theory. They're like, well, if you were a neuroscientist, what would you? She's like, I actually am a neuroscientist. <laughs> and the interviewer just was like, so, oh, felt so stupid. Yeah, but uh, she's good, man. I, I think they should give her the full-time job. I think she's great. And, uh, and she's Blossom. Yeah. Great show. Do you think that they'll give someone the full-time job or do you think it'll just be kind of revolving? No, they people? need to, they need to find somebody to do it yeah. permanently because the, the, the rotating host thing, it's, it doesn't work. It don't yeah. work. I That's like, true. uh, I like having, I like having the face. You like, you host. like knowing who you're going to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you got to get like, uh, the cadence of the question and all that. Like Pat Sajak, right? Pat Sajak has wheel of fortune dialed in. Yep, he could do that in his sleep. He, he just he could just he could do it in his sleep. Probably yeah. he could just wake up and be like, "Go." Same thing with like you know Bob Barker back in the day. And now actually, uh, Drew Carey does a really good job yeah. on uh, on prizes, right? But you need you need a, a host that just knows how to keep it going, you know. And it that's what they because when you keep bringing in these rotating uh, these hosts, you know, they, there's always going to be like a little bit of hesitation. Yeah, you need somebody that just knows how to do it, man. Just goes you know step by step yeah that's true i, I don't i never really watch jeopardy because it always makes me feel really dumb nah, i love jeopardy man it's like uh they ask so many questions and i'm like i never know the answers to any of them sometimes you'll get a court category man where you're just like oh yeah i'm gonna run this category dude yeah yeah like it'll be like star wars and you're like it's my shit or like movies or like music or yeah. something like, and you're just like oh i got this i got this dude and you actually start to learn like the uh you know, like the skills mm -hmm. to, to, to win Jeopardy, right? Like double Jeopardy. If you get like a double Jeopardy question, like how much you should wager, you know, like all that kind of stuff. If you watch it enough, you're like, dude, you start to pick up like yeah. the, the little stuff. Like, oh, this is how you would win. So. Well, you should get on there. No, I, I would fail horribly. Sometimes I do pretty good, but then sometimes you're just like, sometimes I feel like it's just way too smart. Yeah. And that's like a thing I watched like a, my wife and I, we watched a, a little documentary on uh jeopardy. It was right before Trebek passed away. And they're talking about like, you could go in there and only put the smartest of the smart people on jeopardy. Right. 
and make it really tough questions and all that kind of stuff, but you're going to lose the audience. Yeah. What's half the fun of watching Jeopardy? You playing at home with your friends, yeah. family, guessing questions. And if you, if you make those questions too tough, you're going to lose a lot of, you know, viewers because that's the fun. Yeah. You know? And, uh, so you got to have like pop, you know, culture questions in there. You got to have something that, you know, the regular person yeah. would know, not some incredibly smart person who's a part of Mensa. Well, it's always, it's always funny when you see the really smart people and then they ask them like sports or pop culture yeah. questions. Yeah. Like, they just have no idea. They're just like, yeah, nobody, nobody buzzes in. Nobody buzzes in. They're just all wrong. Yeah. And like, all right, well, yeah. What are you going to do? Okay. My wife wants to free Britney. Britney spoke Britney out. Britney spoke out today. I'm sure it was it was a hell of a speak out moment too. Yep. All right. Oops, she did it again. Oops, she did it again. All right. You watching Loki? Oh yeah, yeah. It's getting good, man. Yeah. It's getting really good. I like this. It, it, you know, it's a, it's a, a lot more sci sci fi than the Falcon versus Winter Soldier. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, the Falcons flying around with goddamn bird wings on, and the Winter Soldier's got like a fake arm and all that stuff. So it's pretty science, you know, science fiction. Yeah. But like Loki is like real science fiction mm -hmm. as far as like the time traveling, all that. It's great, man. I love. And I feel like this this series is really gonna take the Marvel universe to the next level. You know, where they're gonna start introducing, you know, obviously the, the time travel thing right now, right? So they're yeah. introducing that. These timekeepers, I don't know who the hell, hell they are, but yeah. it sounds like it's pretty powerful. I guarantee something tells me that there's no timekeepers either. Maybe. Something tells me like either there's no timekeepers or the timekeepers are like not good people themselves. Yeah. But anyways, um, it's going to introduce like a lot of more openings, I guess you can, for, for future movies. You know, oh, yeah, like I think this is like going to be the start of what is like the next, like in all the next set of movies, like, cause they're talking about the multiverse. Yeah. And yeah. if you listen to all the talk about all the upcoming movies, it's all going to involve that stuff. So yeah. I feel like this is the kind of the jumping off point of, of that. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like the Falcon, and the winter soldier, like was it kind of on its own, it was good, but it was really only just setting up giving Sam the shield. That's it. And, and I think, but I think WandaVision and this show were both setting up, bigger stakes going forward yeah. for the actual movies, yep. which I think is what interests people more than just a seven episode story of something you already knew was coming. Yeah. Plus, you know, like you have, I feel like after watching the winter soul or a uh, Falcon and the winter soldier, cause I thought like, Oh, I needed to watch that to understand yeah. what's going to happen with the upcoming movies. After looking, after watching that show, I go, eh, I probably could have missed this. Yeah, because really, what came out of that? Uh, Sam's the 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 uh, Captain America now, yeah. right? Whereas this right here with the Loki show that they're presenting, like you're gonna need to know a lot of this stuff going forward with the show. Yeah, uh, with WandaVision, you're gonna need to know a lot of that stuff that happened to move on. You know, because that that you know introduced a, a, a new vision, right? Like white, yep. I guess it's called like white vision or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. And you know, it he's it, got all his memories, so it's it's gonna be the same vision eventually, yeah. but. Uh, it introduced, you know, what was her name? Wanda Maximoff. Wanda Maximoff. But it introduced her finally as Scarlet the, Red, the Scarlet Witch yeah. and, you know, showed her like her, her powers are just like next level it shit. It shows Monica becoming whatever she's becoming and that's going to play into yeah. Captain Marvel too. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. It's all good stuff, dude. I just, I feel like, I hope they don't keep doing this like end this series automatically onto the next series because it's like. No, the next thing I think is uh, the. Uh, now, what the hell is her name? 
uh, Black Widow movie comes out July 9th. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Dude. I don't think it's going to have any kind of like impact on like the future of the movies because no. obviously if you've seen Endgame, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it looks like it's going to be a good movie. It looks really cool, man. Yeah. It looks like uh, almost like Jason, Jason, like Jason Bourne-ish. Yeah. But with I, superheroes. I think the next movie after that, I, I could be wrong. I think it's a Spider-Man movie. I think that comes out in December. All right. So I've heard that maybe Wanda's in that movie. I want to see, uh, I'm interested about the Eternals. Yeah. That looks pretty interesting. A lot of great memes from that trailer. Oh, really? Where it's just like, uh, Thanos is destroying the Earth. We're good. Some random villain comes up. Oh, we're good. Now all of a sudden, something happens. They're like, oh, hold on. Yeah. Now we're coming in. This shit's and getting like, out of control. We're like, all right. It's like, yeah. It's really hard for me to see... Uh, Kunal Nanjani with like muscles. Yeah, he's all yoked up. It's and very, shit. it's very concerning for me. He does not look okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's the all the Marvel stuff is good. Um, we got to get Chris Terry on here so he can yell at people about fan theories. I know, because uh, I've already got one for Loki. <laughs> Maybe Loki's not a variant after all. Maybe this is the Loki we see in all the movies. Maybe this is the low key you see in all the movies. Yeah, maybe this, maybe because you know, in the initial Avengers movie, you don't see what happens downstairs when they go down the elevator. Oh, so true. for all we know, this low key could have gone and done all this and then go back and experience everything, and with, then set it, set it, set the time. That's correct. him. That's him having to set the timeline right. It's just ex- knowing all this is going to happen, he still experiences everything, including his own death. Interesting. It's it. There's a lot of holes you can poke in it. I've already done it myself, but. It's fun. It's it's fun. I think fan theories are fun, but some people take them way too seriously. Yeah, like I I, I think fan theories are fun. Yeah, you know, it's just like um, it's so funny. Like when you look at like Star Wars, right? Star Wars has become this bigger than just the movies, right? There's the extended universe of Star Wars and all that. Kind of, yep. And what is all that? That's just fans talking shit, right? Yep. Like saying like. Oh yeah, and then you have this guy, and this is his background, and this is his home planet, and this is, and it's like it's all fake. Yeah, it's all like make believe, but it's fun. Yeah, you know, like that's all like fan theories are. It's just people doing their own version. Yeah, of what they think is going to happen, or you know, and it's just fun, man. That's the, the, cool. The bad part about fan theories is when people get mad that the things that they came up in their head with don't actually happen. Yeah. I'm like, well, just remember, this was a theory that you had. This wasn't yeah. actually what was really going to happen. You know what's interesting is when the fan made or like the fan movies, you yeah. know, like uh, Star Wars has a lot of fan made movies um, when they're better than the actual like studio produced yeah. movies. These little like 20 minute fan made movies. It, dude, did you ever see the Power Rangers fan made movie with Jason Vanderbeek? No. Oh, my God. Are you, were you a Power Rangers fan when you were on? Yeah, when I was a kid, yeah. It was it was sick, right? It like, was awesome. And, you know, you grew up, right? When you were a kid, you liked Power Rangers. Yep. And now you're an adult. You still, like, if some, if, you, if somebody presented you with an adult-themed Power Rangers movie, right? Something that happened, let's say you have these teenage, you know, high school kids fighting intergalactic aliens and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Something tells me you're going to get kind of fucked up in the head after that, right? Yeah. You're, you know, you got the world's, you know, uh, world's um, future in your in your hands, yeah. right? You got you to gotta protect the, the, fu- the, the world. You're going to get fucked up from that, right? So one of these fan-made movies for the Power Rangers had Jason Vanderbeek in it, and it shows 
all the power rangers are now like either like drug addicts or there's kind of pieces of shit or they're taking advantage of like the abilities they have and now they're making more money yeah and it's fantastic and i watched that and i was like this is what should be made by the studios instead they give you the biggest pile of shit movie you've ever seen in the latest power rangers movie which was terrible absolutely terrible yeah i i was gonna see it and then everyone told me it was just it's the shit the worst fucking movie they've ever seen the original power rangers movie sick as fuck yeah the latest power rangers movie whatever the one that that last one they sh they shit out with brian cranston as uh as uh zordon zordon that was a big pile of shit have you ever seen the movie chronicle yes that's it, where that's, the kids become superheroes yeah that's kind of what that's again i think that's kind of what would really happen with power rangers if you just got powers as a teenager i feel like oh, totally you'd have a couple that. of people who would be like cool and then there'd be that one who like kind of just slowly loses his mind i would and totally turns into the bad powers. guy if i if i was that age i would totally abuse my powers yeah but that's, that's what, what i thought when that's you why i've that. not been chosen that's that's why I know Zordon has not morphed you to the command center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've never met Alpha Five. He knows I can be uh I can be uh corrupted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's finish it up. Uh this weekend, Sunday, Global Lucha Libre up in Escondido. Go to their Instagram account if you need more information. Go to Facebook, type in Global Lucha Libre. They have a Facebook page. I'm sure you'll be able to find some information there. And I will be wrestling for them. And uh, that's this uh, this Sunday. That is the... Uh, what is this Sunday, by the way? Uh, it is, I believe... Uh, the 27th. Day, day in June. It's the June 27th. That's it. Go check it out. 1891 East, Village, East Valley Parkway, Escondido, California. What is the name of the, what is the name of the place it's at? Uh, some body art body art place. Okay, because I I used to work in Escondido and East Valley Parkway has so much shit. I was trying to figure out Escondido where body art. Yeah, it sounds familiar. At. We the I've done they've had one show prior to the uh, the pandemic, and uh, yeah, it's fine, man. It's out in the back parking lot. It's a nice little nice little spot for for wrestling. All right, man. Do you have anything going on this weekend? I don't think so. I do not believe anything's going on. Excellent. Well, that's all that's going on. That's all. Yeah. You're wrestling. I'm doing nothing. Excellent. All right, man. Let's wrap this up. You got it. If you want the tip, you got to take the whole hog. Adios.
You're gonna die, you're gonna...